welcome to the Omega Metroid podcast from OmegaMetroid.com. My name is Andy Spateri, and I am solo this week. Uh, I just got back from vacation, and uh, as it happens, um, my recording schedule and Dak's recording schedule and Doom's recording schedule were all over the place this weekend, so we did not get a chance to get together and record a new episode of the podcast, but fret not, because we do have something very special lined up for you today. Uh, What you're going to be listening to today is a previously Patreon-exclusive episode of a sub-series that we have for our patrons called ROM Hack Reviews, where I uh, go and play ROM hacks of classic Metroid games. So for this specific episode, you're going to be listening to my impressions of the Super Metroid ROM hack called Super Duper Metroid, and this was the first ROM hack I ever played, didn't really know what to expect, had a really good time playing it, fun time playing it, and um, kind of detailed all my thoughts and review and, and everything like that in this episode. So I'm excited to share it with all of you guys. Previously, only a handful of our Omega Metroid community had been able to listen to this, and um, yeah, I'm excited to uh, to share it with you guys and see what you guys think. If you enjoy this episode... Uh, there are tons of extra ROM hack review episodes available on the Omega Metroid Patreon page, as well as the bonus Spateri show, where I kind of I kind of just talk about whatever. To be honest, I talk about some of my favorite movies, some of my favorite non Nintendo games, uh, just other stuff like that. So um, there's lots of other good stuff there. If you uh, if you are thinking about wanting to support the website and our podcast, that would be much appreciated. But uh, for now, please enjoy this uh, this free episode of Metroid ROM Hack Reviews. And, uh, you know, maybe uh, maybe I can inspire some of you to try this game out for yourself as well. Um, we will be back next week with a brand new episode, so don't worry about that. For now, please enjoy ROM Hack Reviews. Patrons and welcome to the first iteration episode edition of Metroid ROM Hack Reviews. So, uh, if you didn't know, uh, this is going to be a solo podcast that I will be producing monthly. And uh, as the name implies, we are going to be focusing on one Metroid ROM hack per month. And uh, we're starting off with something that that caught my eye. I saw a trailer for it, um, I don't know, maybe a month or two ago, and it just looked absolutely awesome, and that is Super Duper Metroid. And uh, I've I've never played any Metroid ROM hacks before, so I wasn't really sure to expect. I have played AM2R, but, and I, and I guess maybe, I don't don't think that's considered a ROM hack, since that's, that was essentially built from the ground up. And to be honest, I consider AM2R just like an official Metroid game, whereas with uh, with this game, um, it, it was uh, it was very clearly like a, a ROM hack, I guess. So I wasn't I wasn't quite sure what to expect if if I thought that this would be um, something akin to AM2R or if it was going to be something that was like 
kind of lame because I think that like uh, the ROM hacker, like ROM hacks are kind of all over the place from from what I understand, from what I've heard. And uh, it'll be interesting to see, like reflect on this journey maybe in a, in a year from now after we've got some games under our belt. But um, so the, the ROM hacks, I feel like uh, are, are, are widely varied in terms of quality and stuff like that. So I wanted to start with um, not only a, a ROM hack that I thought looked really good, but also a ROM hack of my favorite game, which is Super Metroid. And so um, this is like Super Duper Metroid was was quite the experience, and I'm, and I'm going to detail it. And uh, if you're listening to this as well, I've uploaded all of my playthroughs. So if you really want to get the full shebang, um, you can go and watch the video of the playthrough and uh, you can see me play <laughs> sometimes pretty good, sometimes not so good, and uh, and listen to my thoughts as well. So the best way that I would describe this, um, if any of you guys, I, I don't know if any of our of our patrons are familiar with ROM hacks or not, but um, the best way that I would describe this was it felt like a, a remix of a song, where like you know the song, you know the lyrics, but maybe. Maybe the beat is changed. Maybe the actual tempo is changed. Maybe some of it's slowed down. Maybe f- some of it's sped up. Um, so it was like, it was the same experience, but just in a completely different way. And um, the first thing that I that I noticed about this game is uh, the color, actually, and the and the color palettes for almost everything have been tweaked just slightly so that they look different. Um, and that applies to areas, that applies to enemies, it applies to just environmental, everything. The The color palette is is just a little bit off. And when I say off, I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean that in a good way. Um, and this game is, uh, I, I would say that it was certainly geared towards people that had like a familiarity with Super Metroid, if, if not like advanced Super Metroid players. So, because yeah, there was... There were some enemies and there were some items that were in like completely separate different areas. But everything that you saw, like every enemy that you saw, was something that was in Super Metroid. So, uh, yeah, I, I kind of went into this with, um, I don't know, like I, I wasn't really sure what to expect. And, and I have a lot of thoughts on this game and I'm going to go through them here and uh, I'll lay them out. But I do want to say overall, this was an absolutely fantastic experience. Um, if you are interested in playing this game, uh, I'm I'm not gonna link it. Just I don't know, just in case like the Nintendo police are, are sniper rifling with uh, with people with that. But um, it is available on MetroidConstruction.com. You could just very easily Google Super Duper Metroid and you could download it. You will need a Super Metroid ROM and you will need an emulator. Um, you can get that in whatever way that you choose to get that. Um, but yeah, the this this game is definitely geared towards veteran super metroid players for sure um and and the way that the rooms and the uh the layouts of the rooms were were constructed it was i to me it was i mean obviously it was a remix of super metroid but it, in a lot of ways it was also like very any asteroid like where there was a lot of like really long vertical hallways there was a lot of um there was a lot of like it, it kind of had like a similar item structure where like you'd have to get an item here go completely across the map to get the the next item go completely back the other way to get that item as well and there was a lot of like obstacles that were put in the way 
so that seasoned Super Metroid players um, would have a little bit of a tougher time. And like, obviously, if you're a really good player, um, you're you're going to overcome these obstacles fairly easily. But um, like, for example, when you are like in Super Metroid, you can you can wall jump and then go off the same wall and then up and up and up repeatedly, and you can do that here too. But the the way that this game kind of uses um, it uses like ledges. So, for example, there will be a door, and instead of it just uh, you know you being able to wall jump all the way up and then uh, and and then like get to the door, the game knows that you're going to try and do this. So the door will have like a, a ledge underneath it that's just far enough so that you can't actually wall jump and then wall jump off the edge of that and then get into the door. And there's a, there's a lot of like different uh, different things like that in this game, like similar kind of obstacles to prevent people from from sequence breaking um, gates are used a lot in this game, whereas, like, I think in Super Metroid, they were used fairly sparingly, and uh, I feel like there was definitely a lot of of different gates in this game, too, that would kind of block progression. So um, it was definitely built to mind to kind of uh, slow down some of the players that, that obviously are very good at Super Metroid. But, um, yeah, I guess, well, well, let's kind of run through just in in general here. Um, I talked about the areas of the game. The color palette is a little bit is a little bit different for every area, so it does feel fresh. I mean, like you still do have like the jungle area of Brinstar. You still do have like the red swamp area. Meridia looks sandy and watery. Um, Criteria is dark and rocky. So like that that in and of itself does look the same. But the way like there's just some like different colored pixels and maybe it's the enemies and stuff like that that really pop for me um but like all it, the it's just off by just a little bit and I, that kept on striking me how it was like such a small little thing but it made it look so unique and so uh like alien almost uh, so it looked very very cool um i would say that this game is pretty tough um uh, both in terms of it's it's very easy to get stuck, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, the items are hidden very well, um, but also like the enemies are rather uh, they're they're rather tough. Like you you uh, and they scale with you as the game goes on. So like once you get like certain power ups, the space pirates that are in um, uh, Criteria will get will get like an upgrade, and they'll be harder to uh, they'll be harder to eliminate. So. And it does the same thing with like key hunters. It does the same things with uh, with gamers and stuff like that. There's, in fact, the the first area in criteria you can't even kill the gamers until you get the uh, the grapple beam. So you just kind of have to jump over them and stuff like that. So that's pretty tough. Um, the game also doesn't uh, it doesn't use energy tanks in the similar way as other Metroid games. When you get an energy tank in this game, you only get half. So you only get fifty health. So that's another thing that makes this game a little bit tough as well. And then, um, so it's tough from an enemy standpoint. It's tough from an items or hard standpoint. And I would say that it's pretty tough from a navigation standpoint as well. Because like I was saying, the game does kind of have some areas where it's just like, all right, we're not going to let you wall jump up the wall. We know what you're up to. But there are other areas where you're like expected to use some of these techniques to just like advance in the game. So if you weren't very good at wall jumping... Or, or like timing your running jumps in Super Metroid, uh, you might you might struggle a bit here. Uh, you might struggle a bit. So um, the item progression in this game kind of kind of starts off in in a fashion that you are used to. So 
you'll you'll begin the game probably the first thing that you'll find is the morph ball which by the way actually um i've read some reviews for this online and i haven't confirmed this but it sounds like perhaps the morph ball might be available at different points in this game uh i i don't know if that's true because i my experience is that everything was kind of laid out pretty like pretty well on the map um but i i did hear that and uh, there is like a secret little Easter egg in this game. It's like the fallen, you know, that fallen soldier right before you go fight Kraid. He's the one that's uh, that's in Brinstar. He's got all the like little bugs around him. So that guy is in a room in like nor lower Norfair, and he says something like, "Don't go to Torian without the uh, without the morph ball." So hey, uh, thanks for the advice. But so anyways, back to the point. The item progression kind of starts off the way that you would imagine at the beginning. You get the morph ball, you get the missiles, you get the bombs. Um, and then I got the high jump boots, which were very, very high jump boots. And, but it, it kind of starts to deviate a little bit after that, where you get like the x-ray scope, for example, very early, which, which is fantastic and a godsend. And then you get the charge beam very, very late. Um, and a lot of the bosses drop different items than what they do in the game. So for example, Kraid uh, will give you an energy tank and... <laughs> At that point of the game, you very much need either the Varia or the Gravity Suit. So it's just like, ugh. Uh, Ridley will give you the Screw Attack. Um, Golden Teresa will give you the Varia Suit, which is like, you're fighting him in the lower depths of Norfair at that point of the game. So it's very much a needed uh, upgrade. Uh, Botwoon will give you the Gravity Suit. And Fantoon will give you Power Bombs. Now, there are some um, there are some bosses that do give you the same item. So you still get the Space Jump from Dragon. And you still get the bombs from the first Terizo. Um, but generally speaking, the items are, are a little bit mixed up after that. So once you kind of get acclimated and you have your basics, like the, the Morph Ball missiles and bombs, um, the, the items start to get a little bit uh, more, you know, more more out of sequence, uh, let's just say. So you can get the, the speed booster uh, a little bit later than I think you would. Um, I actually didn't get... The uh, the ice the ice beam was the very last item that I got, and the plasma beam was the item that I got right before that. So I had the spacer beam pretty much the whole game. Um, power bombs took forever to find, and uh, and yeah, so like there's a lot of different um, ways that you can get items as well in this game, which I do appreciate. So um, you can go and if you like, I was kind of talking about earlier, like if you. Um, if you can pull off some of those advanced Super Metroid techniques, I know that you can get the Super Missiles early. I'm assuming that you can probably get a lot of the other items early. But uh, it was my my first playthrough. I was kind of testing it out a little bit, feeling it out a little bit. Um, there's no map stations, at least none that I found. So navigating can be a little bit tricky at times. And dare I, I, I dare say... Maybe a little bit frustrating at times as well. Um, because this... I would say that this is actually the biggest issue of the game, which which is the pacing and progression. And what I mean by that is, like... It reminded me of playing Super Metroid for the first time, but, like, not in a good way. And, and maybe that's because, like, I like to think that I'm a pretty good Super Metroid player. And, and I was frustrated. I was just like, where the hell do I go? And maybe that's because I was still kind of um, playing the game by Super Metroid's rules. And I'll get to that in a second of how I broke that and finally had a breakthrough. But the, the pacing is just a little bit... 
It's a little bit off. And like I said, it's a little, it's kind of Nestroid-ish where like you, like in Nestroid, for example, you go into that game, you go and get the first missile and you have to backtrack all the way, like back up the first tunnel and you get the long beam. And then you have to go like way the hell across the map and you get the, the morph ball bombs. And then you got to go down to Norfair and then back up to Brinstar and then down to Norfair and then back. It's so you're kind of all over the place in that game. And it's kind of the same way in this game as well, which would be fine. Um, but there's not really any navigational hints or cues that kind of point you where to go. And I guess that you could say that like Super Metroid doesn't really have that either. Um, and I think that would be a fair point to make. But the, I mean, also like Super Metroid is a, is a 30 year old game almost at this point. And maybe it's just because I've played that game so much, but I, I just never had that problem um, playing Super Metroid. So you're going to get lost playing this game. And I would say that that's, there, there are some points where the pacing will grind to a halt. And this feels particularly bad after playing Metroid Dread, which the pacing of that game was so crisp and so smooth for a Metroidvania where like you would kind of get one item and then it would flow right into the next. Like you'd, you'd, You'd get the, uh, you know, you, you would get the speed boost and then you could immediately use it and go up Dairon and then take the the yellow transporter and then that would take you to the next area that you need to go. And then once you got the gravity suit, you go back to to Gavrin. Like that game really kind of kept you moving and, and offered you um, a couple different shortcuts to kind of get your pacing here. And and I'm probably going to do this a bunch of different times. Um, so I might as well just get this this disclaimer out of the way right now. Obviously, there's a big difference between a game like Metroid Dread or Super Metroid, which has a, you know, a giant dedicated team of trained developers and 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 paid professionals that are working on this game in, in collaboration. Whereas uh, Super Duper Metroid is is a is a passion project made by amazingly talented people, amazingly talented fans. Um, so it's it's obviously not fair to uh, you know to to, to try and compare. Um, the, you know, the, the assets that went into Metroid Dread versus the assets that go into Super Duper Metroid. But I do think that, that it's worth bringing up anyways, because I feel like for me, I was just like, kind of like, oh, where, where the hell do I go now? Like I've, I've got this, you know, I finally got the, uh, the super missiles, but like, what good did it do me? And there's no areas that I can actually use this item where I do feel like, um, you know, in, uh, in other games in the Metroid series, uh, you do like you get that item and you kind of have a good idea of where you need to go to, uh, you know, to maximize that item. So I, I think that this could probably use a little bit of work here. Um, and I would say that that's probably my biggest criticism of Metroid Dread, um, as well as I would say that the map is kind of the criticism of Metroid, my, my biggest criticism of Metroid Dread. Or Metroid Dread, Super Duper Metroid. Sorry, this is my. I'm new to this. Give me a break. Uh, also, I think I said it on my other episode, but solo podcasts are weird. You gotta, you kind of gotta talk on, and there's no one to uh, to pick up your slack. But um, yeah, so that's that's probably the pacing and progression is probably my biggest criticism of Super Duper Metroid. But it is not helped by the map, and um, the way that the map is presented is kind of frustrating. Um, First of all, if you're a completionist like I am, and you want to go for all the different items, the way that the the items are listed on the map, everything is just a dot. 
which is kind of frustrating because like, you know, from, from Metroid Fusion on, we would have the circles indicating that there is a hidden item somewhere in this grid or in this tile on the grid. And whereas in Super Metroid or Super Duper Metroid, rather, um, you just have a dot and it's like, all right, like, did I get this expansion? Did I not get this expansion? I mean, as we know, the, the a lot a lot of Metroid's uh, secret sauce is kind of seeing something and realizing that you can't get it right away and then marking it and coming back later to get it. So it's uh, it's a little bit tougher with Super Duper Metroid because it, it doesn't follow that kind of, uh, you know, progression that the Metroid series made after Super Metroid. And, um, you know, the, the map... Uh, the, my other criticism about the map as well is um, it, it follows Super Metroid's path in that you can only see the map for the area that you're in. Now, I will give Super Metroid a pass because that's a 30-year-old game, but Super Duper Metroid, I, I mean, like, I think that would have been pretty easy to implement, like, a world map so you can easily switch between seeing Meridia or Norfair or the Wreck Ship or whatever. And the fact that you have to go, like... If I'm in Meridia and I want to see, you know, the map for the wrecked ship and I have to trek my ass all the way across the map to do that, I feel like that's, it's a missed opportunity and, and just a little bit of a letdown. And like I said, like, I don't think it's fair to compare a, a fan-made game, um, you know, to a studio production made by Nintendo, one of the best, if not the best video game developers in the world. But I think at the same time, like, the map of Super Duper Metroid does add in some quality of life improvements like you can look at a map and you can you can see like the the items that are in the area so you can see like okay i have three of the four um super missile expansions or like there's another reserve tank in here or something and i feel like if you can do that it, it would have been probably easy enough to like switch between you know criteria wreck ship norfair brinstar meridia i i feel like that probably could have and should have been implemented and it would have made navigating um, a lot easier because i think I think that in general, navigation is is the biggest flaw of this game. Even though movement itself, I would say, is very crisp and feels very nice, but just navigating the pacing and progression, the way that you have to use your items, is um, you know it's it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit frustrating. And and maybe that's just because I, like I said, like I'm I'm a good Super Metroid player, or at least I like to think I am. And um, you know, I I was just like. I feel like I should be progressing. I feel like I should be progressing, but I'm I'm grinding and I'm back here. I'm back there. I'm going, I'm going nowhere. And so I was just like, all right, like I want to, let's get the ship uh, on on the on the road here. Um, but my other, you know, my other thing too is that I think that I was like I said, I was still I was still playing by the uh, the rules of Super Metroid. And so when I kind of started to deviate. A little bit from that is when this game really kind of kicked into gear for me and so the the point i had a breakthrough when i was i was stuck couldn't figure out where the hell to go i had i had the missiles i had i had super missiles i did not have power bombs i did not have the speed boost i didn't have the space jump um i didn't have the ice beam i, I didn't have any i didn't have like any of the good stuff that you really need to kind of peel back the layers of zebus and, and really explore the nitty-bitty grits um and one thing that I did not have is the Vario suit. And um, actually, funny enough, I had gotten the Gravity suit uh, before I got the Vario suit. And so I was just like, well, what the hell is going on? Like, I can I can go into this red acid in Norfair, but 
I can't go into these heated areas. And eventually my breakthrough was like, you know what? I'm just going in these heated areas. Like, whatever. I, if I die, I die. I, I want to explore some other places. Maybe I can get something that I, I shouldn't be able to get. And, and I think that that's actually the way that the game intended you to play. So I went into Lower Norfare. Um, I, I ran around as fast as I could. And I had the gravity suit, so the damage I was taking lowered by a little bit uh, from the heat. But eventually I found the speed boost, and that was... It was way, way, way down. Kind of think like on the regular Super Metroid map where um, the the statue of Ridley is that has all of the uh, the Zenos poking out and you can go and get an energy tank below one. So kind of in that area of the Norfair map, I finally got the speed boost. And I was like, oh my god, yes. And so I finally was able to get to the wreck ship. I finally was able to get power bombs. I finally was able to get the space jump. And from there, then things really kind of started falling into place and I was having... A lot more fun just uh you know free flowing around the map if you will so um i don't know i don't know if i was intended to do that or not i do know that uh facing golden chorizo was the the so the bosses for me were in a similar sequence to um to how they played out in super metroid 2 so you had the chorizo first and then crocomire and then uh and, and then Craid. um bot wound was a little bit earlier but, uh, so I, I do know, and my point is to make that, um, so when I got to Golden Trezo, he's the second last boss of the game, or actually, I guess the third last boss of the game. Um, so at, at, you know, in the, at the point that you face him in Super Metroid, you're getting the, the screw attack, which is basically your final upgrade. So the point that I was facing him in Super Duper Metroid, I was getting the various suit. So it was like one of my very last upgrades, uh, that I absolutely needed. So I do think that the game intended for you to, uh, to just brave the elements and maybe that's why you get the gravity suit early maybe there could i don't know if there could have been something that maybe gave you a heads up for that because i don't know you know i, I probably wasted an hour and a half maybe maybe almost two hours just kind of thinking that like all right there's got to be something i'm missing the very suit has to be somewhere so maybe it could have made that a little bit more clear maybe not um either way once i got to that point it was uh it was free-flowing and it was awesome so that was my breakthrough. That's my my biggest criticism of this game. So if you're going to play this game, get ready for that. The map is a little bit frustrating. You will get a little bit lost. Um, but don't do what I did and just go and venture into the heated areas, um, and you'll have a good time. All right. So let's. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I made a bunch of notes here, so I kind of want to. Uh, I kind of want to just talk about a lot of things uh, individually, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna try and group them together as as well as I could. So we'll talk about some gameplay elements. Then we'll talk about some items. Then we'll talk about uh, the bosses, and then we can, uh, you know, we can talk about any other stuff that is at the end. But um, so yeah, so in the trailer for for Super Duper Metroid, um, one of the things that that kind of sold me was there was this uh, this sequence where you're in Samus's ship, and it's like it's like you're playing Star Fox, like you're shooting asteroids, you're you're barreling towards ZDR. It looked really cool. And uh, it actually was really cool, but this was uh, like a mini game at best. So you only play it for about, I don't know, 20 seconds, maybe at the beginning of the game. Um, and there's no real, you know, there, there's no real uh, consequence if you don't, uh, if you don't hit any asteroids. You, you basically, it's almost like, it's almost like when you've beaten Super Smash Bros. Melee and you're just like shooting the credits. Like you can do it and it's fun, but you also don't really have to. Um, and so that was kind of the uh, the space shooting game here. I thought that it might come back at the end, 
as maybe Samus is trying to like uh, escape Zebes is like the planet was blowing up or maybe you'd have to shoot some debris. Um, but it didn't, but it was, it was fun for while it lasted. So it was kind of a, a cool little, a little gimmick. And just even like, even seeing that, I was just like, oh man, I wish that, that that'd be so cool just to see in like an actual Metroid game. And like, why, why is super duper Metroid like the first Metroid game I can think of where you're controlling like Samus's ship, not, and not in the way that corruption did it, but like you're actually in that ship and you're shooting stuff. And I was like, this is awesome. And obviously I'm not the only one that feels like that should be a no brainer for the next Metroid game. But, uh, yeah, it was cool, but it, it didn't, it didn't really last long enough, which is too bad. Um, definitely a couple differences once, uh, once you get to the actual planet and start your game. So first of all, you, you basically completely skip the Sarah space station parts. And in fact, um, you, you essentially skip the entire story of this game. There's no, uh, there's no baby Metroid, uh, parts at all. Not in the final boss fight, not in Torian, nothing like that. So it's really just like action, action, action. Um, and, and with a game like this, that's probably geared towards like advanced super Metroid players who probably don't want to deal with that. Uh, that's, that's probably fine. But I kind of missed my my buddy, the little baby Metroid, aka the Super Metroid. So um, it was a little bit, uh, it was it was too bad. But uh, you know that was okay. Um, I had written down a note, and I was like, I kind of miss the item jingle. You know, like the do 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 when you get something, uh, because the the default to this game is like you get it, it pops up, and it's like. You've got a missile expansion, and it kind of goes away. And obviously, this is uh, put in place for, for you know, with speedrunners in mind. And then I realized that I, you can actually go to your option screen, um, and there is like a ton, a ton of different options here. So there was the or there was the option to turn the item jingle on, turn the item jingle off. Um, there's like a ton of, of like uh, just options for like like vfx options for like beams and stuff like that um you can see the particles of the beams you can see like all these different things for the beams and, and the way that they are presented there is um this one is really cool actually you can change the speed of the morph ball bombs so you can change them to like a regular uh cadence when they when they go off or you can set it to like fast morph ball bombs and basically what that means is like you can cheese the morph ball jump so I probably could have turned that on while I was stuck and like climbed up to the wrecked ship. Um, but I, I didn't because I, I didn't want to do that because I, I figured I'm a good Metroid player. I can figure out the solution. But um, that was a really cool option, I thought. And the, the one that really stuck out to me, which I thought was very cool, is you can change the I'll, I'll, like the HUD, basically. Um, although it's not really much of a HUD, but like the way that you see the items at the top of the screen, like your your missiles and your um uh, energy tanks and stuff like that so there's a ton of different options there's like the kind of the super duper metroid option which i basically just ran with the whole time but there's like uh the classic super metroid option there is the nestroid option there's a speed runner um option where you can see like your button inputs and stuff like that there's a metroid prime version which looks really cool um it, it's just like little stuff like that I, I thought was uh was very fun so uh, i turned my item jingle back on and then I realized why it was turned off because eventually I was just like, ah, I just want to play. Um, so yeah, there was lots of different options and uh, lots of like really cool attention to to detail stuff that was put in there. No option to change your map though. 
I will say that I was I was looking through and I was like, maybe there's a map option that gives us like a a classic map and like a, a zero mission esque map that has the circles instead of the dots. But uh, that was not there. But yeah, that was that was very cool. Um, a few quick things to note here is that the save stations both refill health and are just like part of the room. Um, that was another option, by the way, that you could have in the options is to have save stations either just um, like auto refill your health or our auto saver or, or whatever like that. Um, as soon as you walked into them without actually having to like click save, which was, I mean, as as easy and as lame as that sounds, like it was like, this is fantastic. Why? Why was this not, uh, you know, in, in place 30 years ago? Um, so that was great. It, there's a lot of little things in the options that are just like <laughs> so, so nice to have in there um, that you wouldn't think of, but that can really kind of improve your experience, improve the flow of the game. But the other thing about safe stations in this game is actually they're kind of like, they're kind of like the safe stations in Samus Returns where like those safe stations don't have a designated room. They're just like, part of the room now some safe stations do there are some like classic safe station rooms but a lot of them are you know they're just like they're just like in the bottom right corner of like a, a big room in meridia or something like that um so i kind of like that i kind of like that it's like you know uh, a little bit a little bit versatile like that um so yeah like i mentioned earlier energy tanks only refill uh 50 of your health which is uh which is a nice little challenge um, the high jump boots in this game, holy crap, do they jump high. These these things jump, like, ridiculously high, and uh, I, I, I think I know the reason why, and that's because the game encourages you to explore Meridia for a while before you actually get the gravity suit. If you thought that you got the gravity suit too late in Metroid Dread, you're probably going to feel the same thing in Super Duper Metroid, because you get the gravity suit... Um, a little bit later and you get it in meridia so you're gonna have to to go through and you know wade through the water before you can get that but um because of these like really high jumping high boots i moving through water wasn't really that bad actually and maybe it's because i like i in general don't mind the moving through water without the gravity suit i think it's kind of like a different it's like a different puzzle almost into itself, like trying to maneuver Samus the right way, um, doing a lot of the wall jumps and stuff like that and perfecting your jumps. But uh, you're going to be moving through water a lot. And the high jump boots, I felt like really made that, um, you know, really made that a lot easier. Um, a couple other, a couple other uh, item notes here. The space jump feels way easier. It, this feels like the like the Metroid Dread or the Metroid Fusion Space Jump, where it's like you can very clearly just click jump, 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 and, and Samus will jump with the Space Jump. Whereas like Super Metroid Space Jump, I feel like can be a bit finicky at times, where like you can you can click jump, but sometimes you might just fall, and like sometimes you have to do like that little um, a little circular motion, like the little pigtail or whatever, to go up and, and get your get your jump the way that you wanted to. So it was nice to kind of see that the space jump was was fixed in this game. Um, one thing that was rocking, rocking in Super Duper Metroid was the speed booster. Now, I actually kind of anticipated that based on the trailer that I watched, that there might be some more like speed boosting puzzles. And I'll talk about that in a little bit. But um the way that the speed booster moves in this game is is awesome. 
It's it's very Metro Dread esque, and actually, I I don't know if this came out. I think this came out just after Metro Dread, uh, if not just before. But I think that clearly, maybe the developers of Super Duper Metroid had an eye on what Metro Dread's uh, speed boost was doing, because there was a lot of similarities. Um, and the biggest one is that the way that you can maintain momentum with the speed boost. So you can uh, you can charge up your speed boost, um, and you can just you can just first of all you can just go. You can choose to hold dash if you want. But if you just start running long enough, you will start to speed boost. And there's an option as well to have the short charge on, which is very, very cool. Um, but yeah, so you you can you can start running, and then if you jump, it will carry your speed boost. And then you know you can space jump with that and kind of uh, space jump into in infinity, and you'll still be charged with a with the shine spark. So that's a pretty cool technique if you're like. If you're, let's say that you want to to speed speed boost and then jump, and then like you're you're kind of floating around with your with your space jump, and you can take out like a bunch of really high powered um, space pirates that way. It's it's a pretty cool technique. Um, and what else is very cool is that uh, once you get so I, the the spring ball is hidden way the hell down in Meridia, but once you once you get it, you can actually speed boost in morph ball form in morph ball form um so you can be a morph ball and start moving and it'll automatically go in morph ball it was very it was very cool and um there's a couple different puzzles and stuff like that that are that are involved in the game where like gates are kind of coming down in a morph ball tunnel and like you could use your morph ball to just plow right through them and it's speed boosting uh very cool stuff and and again kind of one of those things i was like this is awesome. Like this should, this should be in a Metroid game. This is very cool. Um, so yeah, the the items I thought were uh, were very good. The the X-ray scope I mentioned that you get it uh, earlier in the game, which was very very useful because I was using that a lot, um, a lot to find where the heck I needed to go. Um, and like I mentioned, the uh, the ice beam was the last item that I got, and so I was kind of thinking to myself too because items are kind of you know, pitter-pattered all over this game. And I didn't have it going into Torian, and I was pretty sure that I, I had explored everywhere. So I was like, all right, maybe I need to go into Torian. Maybe I need to, uh, maybe I need to just avoid the Metroids. Or like, maybe I can take on the Metroids without the Ice Beam. So I was very quickly punished for my arrogance. Uh, the Metroids just sucked the life out of me immediately in Torian. Um, until, so I did go back and I found the Ice Beam, and that, that was the last upgrade that I found. But, um, yeah, I haven't I haven't 100% of the game yet in terms of items, but I plan on going back and sweeping the board. One thing that I will say, um, and I kind of mentioned it earlier too, just based on the trailer, I was expecting some like I was expecting some crazy shine spark puzzles, um, and because there and and there's a few, but there's not like there's not like a ton, not in the way that obviously Metro Dread I, I think is like the king of that, but even in the way that like Zero Mission or Fusion kind of present some of the harder shine spark puzzles in that in those games I, I don't think that there's anything like that that i've come across in this game which makes sense because i don't think that there was anything like that in super metroid either um there were some some expansions that you did need to have like pretty specific shine sparks for like the the one in the in the first room in meridia comes to mind where you have to shine spark all the way up and get that one missile expansion but i think like generally speaking for for Super Metroid, um, 
that that game like requires the the way that you find expansions in super metroid is is more about like knowledge um so like knowledge of the map and knowledge of how to use your abilities versus like i think like dread and zero mission infusion are are more about like skill like like you obviously know how to use your shine spark in that game but like are you skilled enough to use it in the right way to get these expansions? So I, I think that Super Duper Metroid kind of follows Super Metroid's path and that it, um, it it really makes you, it rewards you for knowledge. So if you are just like, okay, I know that there's probably something up there. I just don't know how to, how to you know, get it. Um, but if I use my skills this way, I might have a chance of getting it. It rewards you for that. or And it also rewards you too for speaking the Metroid language. And if you're in a 100% this game, uh, you absolutely have to speak the Metroid language. And even to get the the amount of items that I got, you have to speak that language. Um, and, and what I mean by that is like, you uh, you know, like when you're playing Metroid and you just see something, you're like, this hallway is too long for there not to be something here. Or like, this is, this is a suspicious looking, like, I feel like the reward at the end of this long hallway wasn't good enough. And maybe I should x-ray scope it and see if there's a hidden tunnel or something like that. Kind of, kind of like when you're playing like a Zelda game, and you're just like, "This wall looks sus. I bet you it can be bombed or something like that." That's kind of what I mean by you have to speak the Metroid language, um, and you you absolutely have to speak that language. I think both in Super Metroid and in Super Duper Metroid. So, Metroid Dread, um, like I said, I think that's more about skill, the way that you use the items that you have. Where Super Metroid, I think, is about like knowledge, about knowing how and when to use your items. I'm not sure if any of that made sense, but that's that's the way I feel, and that was the way I was trying to um, to articulate this. Um, so before we move on to talk about bosses, I want to talk about music really quick. So there weren't there weren't any like new music tracks added, um, which is too bad, but I mean, I totally get it, right? Like, I totally get it. Um, but I, like I said at the very top, I wasn't sure really what to expect with like a ROM hack, so I didn't you know, I didn't know if, like, that was a thing. Like, people made uh, new music tracks. But I remember playing AM2R, which I, like... I mean, Jesus, that, that game has, like, one of the best soundtracks of of the series. And it's not even an official Metroid game. So I was kind of like, oh, that'd be badass if there was, like, a remix of Green Brinstar or Meridia. And there's not. But also, I'm not going to complain about hearing the, uh, the Super Metroid soundtrack. Um, one other thing that I absolutely popped off for is all the animal buddies are here and they're doing their thing and they're looking good so the edicoons are here the uh decoras here he's running he's jumping um the turtle mama is is in meridia and uh you know she she looks good and and actually her area is uh is somewhere that you need to go to progress so um it uh, it helped to to pay her a visit um i have not found shack tool yet but i have to imagine that my man is somewhere on the map like i said i haven't 100 of the game yet but pretty much every other like pretty much everything else from super metroid is here so shack tool's got to be uh hiding around somewhere i mean i'm assuming he's got to be a meridian but maybe he's not i don't know but um yeah let's talk about these bosses here for a second uh i was actually i was kind of uh i was kind of embarrassed to admit this but i was i was playing this game I got to the, the Chozo statue that had the bombs. And I was, like, completely caught off guard that a Terizo came up and started fighting me when I was when I was getting my Morph Ball bombs. Even though I, like, I played Super Metroid a million times. I was just like, oh, this is a, it's a ROM hack. 
You know, he, he's not going to get up. He's, he's just a Chozo statue. And by the way, there's Chozo statues everywhere in this game. They, they look kind of cool. They're, they're just built into the background, like into the, like there'll be some on save stations. There's like some that are backwards and upside down. Uh, but yeah, Teresa was there. I would say that for the most part, um, the boss fights were mostly the same, but with a few differences. Um, Spore Spawn is a bit different. The fight in and of itself is the same, but what's different is that the room has changed, so you can't hide in the corner. Um, in in the in the Spore Spawn boss fight in Super Metroid, you can hide in that one corner, and like he can, you know, he'll just bob around and and do his thing, but he won't actually hit you. Whereas in Super Duper Metroid, there's no safe spot, so like you kind of got to be moving around, or else he's gonna uh, he's gonna bonk you. Uh, the Krakomire fight was the same. But my boy was green, which I I don't know. I just I loved. I thought that was so good. Um, I actually I thought that you might fight a skeleton or something like that, but uh, no, it's it's the same thing. Poor guy just is boiled alive. Um, the Crade fight, the Dragon fight, and the Ridley fight were basically the same. There were no changes other than slightly different room layout, but not really that different. Um, the the electrical socket was on the opposite side on the Dragon room, so I got. I let him pick me up, and he just pulverized me with that attack, and then I, I finally got him on the uh, the right side there. But um, the Ridley room is a little bit different, but not not much. The same basic idea. It's it's a long vertical room, um, and the Crate Fight Two was a little bit different. Or, uh, the room was a little bit different, but the fight was was mostly the same. Um, the bot room, the bot wound fight was. It was the same fight, but the room was so different that it was uh, it kind of changed the way that you fight. Um, there were only I want to say that there were only like four holes in the bot wound room. This one, but they were it was a much smaller room, um, and and the original room was small, but this room was even smaller. So like he he could have appeared at any point and, and hit you. Um, I would say that the biggest difference uh, in in terms of boss fights was actually Fantoon, um, because with Fantoon you could you could hit him at any point whereas in the regular fight you kind of have to wait for him to like phase into reality or whatever and you only you have to kind of pick your moments same thing you can't hit him with a super missile or he will go berserk um but you can pound off like a bunch of different missiles he kind of looks like he's like phased out of reality so at, at first i wasn't firing but then i was like all right well this guy's been out of like reality for like forever i'm just gonna fire a missile and see what happens and it hit him, it kind of stopped him and slowed his momentum a little bit. So that, that fight was probably the most different of them all. I will say the Golden Chorizo fight was insane. That fight was bonkers. Uh, so I, I fought him very late in the game. And kind of like in the in the main game progression, um, I was fighting him right before I got to Ridley. But uh, yeah, I mean, I mean uh, super missiles are useless against the Chorizo. So I was using regular missiles, which are, I mean, they might as well be useless. And like I mentioned earlier, I didn't have the plasma, I didn't have the ice beam. So I was like, oh my god, this guy is just a, a lunatic. Like, he was so, he was so insane. This was the toughest boss fight in the entire game for me, actually. It was, it was so, it was so hard. Like, this guy was whipping my ass for, uh, I think I died to him three times before I finally got it together and, uh, and put him away. Um, generally speaking, like I mentioned earlier, too, like, every... Everything hits a little bit harder in this game, so he he was just laying the smack down. So I got to uh, I got to tip my hat to Golden Chorizo. He was the toughest enemy that I fought in the entire game. 
But, uh, yeah, so, you know, respect to my man. Um, the mother brain fight was actually kind of lame. That I'll, I'll criticize that as well. I didn't like the, uh, the last mother brain fight. So, like I mentioned, there, there's no story. So, like, you go into Torian, and Torian itself is actually pretty awesome because it's, like, uh, you know, kind of, again, it's, it's similar but, but dissimilar. The Metroids look a little bit different. They actually look like the, uh, the logo that we use for Omega Metroid. They were, like, red and green. But, um... There were there were also like mini Metroids in Torian too, which was cool. Um, Torian was much longer than uh, like the area was much bigger than it was in Super Metroid. But yeah, by the time that you get to Mother Brain, um, you don't have to go through like the room with all the uh, the Zebatites and the Rinkas and stuff like that. You pretty much you you finally get to Mother Brain, and then you uh, you just you go up and you kind of. There are Rinkas shooting at you, but there's no Zebatites. You you basically just get right beside her, um, you know, destroy the tank, and uh, and actually that's it. There's no there's no second part of that fight like you would expect. So I, I thought that that was a little bit anticlimactic actually, because there was no there was no Super Metroid action there. There was no um, you know the 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 ending Mother Brain fight. I, I was thinking that like. You know, you, I think you could probably do that fight with with skipping the you know the part where the the baby Metroid comes in and sucks the life out of her. But maybe they didn't find a way to do that. I'm not sure. But so yeah, it just kind of it ended very abruptly. Actually, um, the escape sequence was very cool. Uh, a really a really fun escape sequence. Um, I maybe dare say I I even say better than Super Metroids. But um, yeah, that that was pretty cool. But it did kind of end. <laughs> abruptly so i was just like oh okay um but yeah so that was uh that was the bosses of the game and you know i mentioned earlier all the areas were were very cool um like like i said there was like it's like a remix of a song i think maybe i'll give a special mention to the wrecked ship i think that was maybe the coolest area the, the colors of the wrecked ship when when it was off looked just like so ominous and stuff like that um, there was a bunch of, like, different entrances to the wreck ship, too. Like, I mean, obviously, they were all in Criteria, but, like, at different points in Criteria, and just, uh, I, I don't know, I, I thought that it was, that it was very cool, um, the way that the wreck ship, in particular, looked and was integrated into the map, and I think that Torian did a really good job, too, because I feel like that area can be a little bit boring, but, uh, you know, it, it was, it was kind of a creepy blue aesthetic, it almost looked like Sarah Space Station, actually, um, yeah, it was very, very cool. Um, so yeah, that was my playthrough of the game. Um, there is a mirror mode, which is cool, and a randomizer mode as well. I would, you know, when I was playing this game though, I was just like, like, damn, this this almost feels like it is a random, like this feels like randomizer mode to me already, since all these items that I didn't know are all over the place, and like, you know, I uh, I, I was I was still playing by the rules of, of Super Metroid, so I was like, all right, well, like. I feel like I shouldn't have to go into the heated area of Norfair to get the various suit, but here I am anyways. But yeah, so that option is definitely available as well. I would say... Oh, and one other thing too. I don't know if there's a version of uh, of save or kill the animals at the end of this game. But I feel like there probably is, and I feel like I probably just missed it. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do... I'm going to do this game again. I'm going to finish this game again and beat Mother Brain in that, in that kind of anticlimactic fight. Um, I'm going to beat Mother Brain, and I'm going to see if I can uh, explore around and if I can uh, if I can go and, and rescue my animal buddies. Because I, I'm ashamed to admit, but I, I left them uh, 
<laughs> I left them on uh, I left them on Zebus today, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try and have to write that wrong. Um, but yeah, I would say that uh, you know overall this was my first ROM hack like ever. Um, this was I, I I was really 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 impressed. I really was, and I and I don't know if all ROM hacks are like this high in quality but this one was like really really awesome and and i had a really like a really good time doing it um it was a bit frustrating at times because of the lack of flow but i i do wonder how much of that was kind of me adjusting to you know the rules of this game and maybe realizing that the rules of uh of this rom hack were, were not quite the same as what they would be you know playing playing a regular official metroid game so um yeah, I, I think that if, if you can play it, you should absolutely go out of your way to play it. Um, this, like I said, you need a Super Metroid ROM and you need an emulator to do it. Um, it's available on Metroid Construction. The creators of this game are Metaquarius and Daltone. So these guys uh, really put something outstanding together. My final score, 6 hours and 23 minutes and 81% item completion so there we go um yeah that, that was that was the first rom hack i ever played and this was the first episode of rom hack reviews so i would i would love your guys's feedback you know it's a feeling out process let me know um like what you what you liked about this maybe some other things we could do in future um like i said there's going to be video and stuff like that uh that you can watch the playthrough of i didn't want to stream it to twitch just because i didn't want no, I feel like I didn't want to want to you know give give everyone something that uh, that you know all all the the patrons of Omega Metroid have signed up for. Um, so you can definitely check out that gameplay of, uh, of Super Duper Metroid. I'm thinking, I'm thinking that maybe the next game that we play is Metroid Rogue Dawn. So uh, I that's I want to put that as the next game that we do. But if you guys have anything different that you want, let me know instead, and we can uh, we can do that. Um, but yeah, this was, this was it. This was a fun, uh, this was a fun time. And it's, like I said, it's always, it's always, uh, it's always an adjustment doing solo podcasts, but, uh, man, once, once we got going about Super Duper Metroid, I was, I was very excited to talk about this game. I had a lot of thoughts, um, as someone that, you know, loves Metroid, uh, Super Metroid dearly. So th- this was very cool. It reminded me a lot of playing Super Metroid for the first time. And, uh, I, I think that if you guys have not played this game which i I gotta assume is everyone i think this might be uh up your alley i think i think it's uh it's gonna be a good time for you so yeah check it out and um i just want to say again thank you so much to you guys for supporting omega metroid um you know the this is the the first show of the omega tier that we've released and uh you know i'm I'm just i'm just so grateful the way that the last month has has went and, and shaped up and uh it's just it's been a an awesome experience so i'm hoping that you guys really dug this episode uh i'm hoping that you dig the playthroughs like i said if you want if you want to tweak anything let me know if you have suggestions let me know if there's like a a a hack that you are like super passionate about hey maybe you just like come and do this with me for for uh for a show or, or whatever um let's talk about it in the discord channel uh the patron only discord channel until then i'm gonna get out of here uh, check out Super Duper Metroid. Thank you for supporting Omega Metroid, and we will 
See you next mission. Take care. Princess, I've been listening to Virtual Theater's episodes all about The Legend of Zelda cartoon. They're both hilarious and insightful. Okay, Link, I guess you're off the hook. I've heard that Virtual Theater is a podcast that only covers video game leads. Why haven't I seen this episode released yet? Because this is a Patreon-exclusive set of 13 episodes. This is only being released to patrons, along with other great bonus content. Well, don't just dilly-dally, Link. I know of all the great episodes available for free over at soundcloud.com forward slash virtual theater. But tell me where I can sign up to get these bonus episodes. Over at patreon.com forward slash virtual theater, of course. You know, princess, I think all this info deserves a kiss. Not a chance, Link. I gotta go get those Legend of Zelda cartoon exclusive episodes. I'll see you later. Well, excuse me.